0: Welcome to the Across the Pond podcast, episode number three, Secure the Bag. Signings galore in the NFL this week, and we're going to be talking about two of them. The Red Rocket joins the Cowboys on a one-year deal. If you don't know the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton to the big state of Texas. And we're also going to be talking about Frank Gore, older than time itself. He's going to be signing a one-year deal to the Jets. We're also going to be discussing the NFL Draft and Aaron Rodgers. And we'll also be talking about OBJ, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns organisation. Can they get it done this year? I've enjoyed filming this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Let me grace your ears for 30 minutes. I'll greatly appreciate it. And let's just get straight into this podcast. Money, money, money. What's going on people? Welcome to the Across the Pond podcast. It is Tuesday, May the fifth. And why do I say money, money, money? Well, I couldn't actually put the uh song in that I wanted because of copyrights. Um but you can easily look it up, money, money, money. now here comes the money by uh up man WWE. Um Sums it up, there's been a lot of signings this week in the NFL. Uh some some good ones to say the least uh there's not many exciting ones but they definitely add something to the week we've been missing and you know something to the past couple of months we've been missing which is sports news okay uh, missing sports news been missing sports obviously nfl is is my main it's my main uh sport but i i love sports man like, i can't go without them and so any news for me is good news okay any stories that are coming out are good stories but let's get straight on into this podcast about who's been signed so obviously we can't forget about Jamie Winston he signed to the Saints i believe it's on a one year contract um you know there's been some reports that Drew Brees is on his last year and this is his last year uh which is good for Winston i mean he can still contest for the starting job however the Saints have made it pretty clear that their starting quarterback is going to be Taysom Hill so uh, something would have to happen for Jamie Twinston to obviously uh start over Taysom Hill if if Drew Brees leaves, okay. Let's not forget about Gronkowski signing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That completely changes the uh the the way the NFL season looks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and for the rest of the NFC. I mean It's a big combination. We talked about it in the last last podcast, but let's not forget that sign-in. And then two of the sign-ins that I wanted to point out in today's episode is the Andy Dalton sign-in, going to the Cowboys, and also the Frank Gore sign-in. I know the Frank Gore sign-in isn't crazy, but there's still some things I want to talk about him and his career. But let's get actually straight on into the Andy Dalton sign-in one-year deal to the Cowboys. Um potentially looking to uh, sit underneath Dak Prescott for the, the year. Um, questionable. We don't know what's going on with Dak, but Andy Dalton has signed a 3 million guaranteed con- uh, contract for one year. So he's getting that bag, but also he can get a 7 million uh, for this season. It's his max contract. But to actually get that max contract, Andy Dalton needs to take 50% of the snaps, and that would give him a million donors, uh, Bonus, bonus, a million dollar bonus. My words aren't coming out great today. And also, the rest of the money would come from his success in the season and the postseason. So for him to actually get the seven million, obviously, either Dak has to get injured or not play, and he has to be successful with the Cowboys. Um, can that happen? Uh, in my opinion, no. Um, even if he does get to start I don't see him having success don't get me wrong the Cowboys are still a good team and their wide receiver court is fairly decent you know if Amari Cooper you can't can't say a lot but I mean what does it mean for Dak really I mean the pressure is there now they've got a backup quarterback who has played in the league yes it's Andy Dalton yes he may not be a star quarterback but he's still in he's still in the league okay you can't take him out of this Dak Prescott I mean he's obviously not as experienced as Andy Dalton uh, I believe it's what Dak's fourth year in the league so he's not he's not got that experience as Andy but I mean he's he, he's a better player than Andy but the Cowboys can now look at it as like okay if Dak plays this game too hard and he doesn't want to you know Dak wants to go somewhere else we, we've we got someone cheap option you know the, the one million we don't have to pay Dak all this money so I think it definitely adds some pressure onto Dak I do think that uh, it was a, a pressure move by the Cowboys organisation to get Dak to sign because it's, you know, teams are figuring out who they are at the moment and sort of putting the uh, pen to paper and coming up with schemes. But the, the Cowboys can't do that unless it's something that's being talked about behind the scenes, but they need to know if Dak's signing. Maybe it's 100% Dak's going to sign, it's just about the contract that's negotiating the contract. But Dak needs to make a move. They've already got someone ready and waiting who has NFL experience behind him, ready to jump that spot if Dak does not want to sign. Um, so it adds the pressure on him, 100%. I mean, he should have already signed a contract. Uh, he's definitely playing around. Was he asking for $40 million? I mean, Max, Andy could get is $7 million in a year. I mean, like cheap option if Dak doesn't want to sign potentially um it wouldn't surprise me if uh Dak signs in the next couple of uh couple of days a week or so it I it say, like it's definitely added the pressure on him uh and if he doesn't sign will Dalton get his max deal uh I don't know about the postseason part of it but he obviously he'll get a million bonus and hopefully he does he does well with them uh if the Cowboys don't start on Dak. And secondly, coming out today, brand new news, Uh, Frank Gore was signed, okay? So Frank Gore has been all around the league. Uh, San Francisco played the majority of his career in San Francisco. He played in Miami, then in the Bills, and now he is going to the Jets. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they were the teams he played for. He might have played for another team. Um... But now he's with the Bills. Uh, so he was with the Bills, now he's with the Jets and he signed for a year deal. Um, this guy is 36 years old and obviously we can look at quarterbacks like Tom Brady who's in his he was in his 40s, 43 I believe, 40, something like that. And we look at Drew Brees, there's old players in the league, don't get me wrong, but many these old players aren't running backs they are quarterbacks and that's the most important thing a running back is putting his health his body on the line every single year and frank gore is no exception this guy is a beast and always has been a beast he is third i believe on the all-time rushing list and he is only a thousand yard season away from getting that number two spot and potentially he could get that number one spot as well i mean He's a beast, okay? His body's been through it all. I don't know the amount of surgeries that he's had. I don't want to know the amount of surgeries that he's had um, because it's going to be a lot. But on the 14th of May, so only a couple of days away, uh, he will be 37. Uh, So it's Frank Gore versus Father Time right now. Um, And Gore's winning. He's getting that money. He's going to be going into his 16th season in the NFL. 16th season as a running back. It is impressive. His son uh, is just getting ready for his freshman year at college. um, And he also is a running back. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, You never know. This man might hold out and play with his son one year. Uh, Seems the NFL can't get rid of him. Uh, But he's a beast. You cannot put down Frank Gore. Consecutive 1,000 rushing yards. Russian Yard seasons. I mean, last year wasn't wasn't one. I believe it was like 800, 900 or something like that, or maybe five hundred. It was below a thousand, but still, he's he's ridiculous. um But what would his position be in the in the Jets is, is something that has been on my mind. Obviously, you've got to look at is the Jets still have Le'Veon Bell? When Le'Veon Bell played for the Steelers, he was ridiculous. This guy. This guy's numbers, he was, he was putting them up every single week. If you had him on your fantasy team, you were probably winning. Um, he's running back number one for the time being, okay? In my opinion. So where would they utilise Frank Gore? Obviously, if you look at the way Gore plays and his age, he probably isn't a receiving back. Obviously, that's more like Le'Veon Bell style. He's probably just more running up the middle, running up the gut, go- playing more physical football. Um So where would he fit in behind Le'Veon Bell? Like, you've got a great running back already. You've got a decent O line. Nothing great. Could be, could be way better. Where does Frank Gore sit in? Is he just a backup? Is he a third down runner, power runner? Is he just like a specialist player, or is he going to be on the field? on and off with Le'Veon Bell. How are they going to treat him? Are they going to make him like a workhorse and switch the payloads between both of them? Or is he going to be a specialist? It'll be interesting to see how much, uh, how, how it plays out. But also, how much is actually left in the tank for Frank Gore? We know, will he, will he sign another deal with another team? Uh, Will he stay on with the Jets for any more seasons? Like I could say, it's only a one-year deal. I haven't seen um what the contract is with the money so far, I only know it's a one-year deal with the Jets. But he's, come on, he's 37 this coming year now. Don't get me wrong, he's proved it that he can still play in the league because he's been signed again. Um. But how much is left for him? How much is left in his tank, personally? How much does he think he's got left, which is important, because if his body's telling him no, then, you know, he should he should call it quits, does he think he can keep playing and also how long do teams think he's got left in the tank you've got to realize that the game's changing from when he came in obviously he's not the same as he was you know time will beat him eventually okay that's not that's not debatable time will beat him eventually Um, how much has he got left I say he plays this season if nothing bad happens to him no injuries or Nothing significant, potentially one or two more years. I think he should retire. He is a guaranteed in my eyes a guaranteed hall of famer he is a he's been a great running back you know for every team he's paid for and look how long he's been in the league you you guaranteed hall of famer in my opinion uh I'd say one or two more years. Left in the tank. Frank Gore retire, retire on a high note. Get a, get a couple more million and just enjoy. He's it. Does he deserves it? Hundred percent. He deserves it. Now moving on to the NFL draft, uh, which happened on the twenty fourth of April. Obviously, I did a pre draft podcast. Uh, I didn't. You know, I haven't made anything about any other podcast since. This would be my first podcast since the draft. Uh, I'll just run through my thoughts really quickly on the draft. It was interesting. Um, obviously, it was different because of it being virtual. There was nothing significant, um, like, nothing significantly bad that happened. It all went relatively smooth. There were some things in there that I, I did enjoy uh, especially um, a moment where this player had his phone out, can't remember uh, who it was, and his, his girlfriend went to take his phone and he snatched it back off her. Uh, there were incidents where you could see the uh, friends and family in the back getting you know pushed away or you could hear them, you could see their phones. There were a few people breaking the lockdown rules and we all knew that was going to happen. Um, there was that one huge, huge, huge dad... Uh, Definitely play O-line. Would sign him to the NFL. Ridiculously huge, big, meaty guy. There were some scenes, okay? It was it was nice to see people, you know, getting drafted. Um, obviously, it wasn't the way they wanted to be drafted, but they were drafted. They were drafted into the league. Obviously, the top three picks were the uh, Cincinnati Bengals taking Joe Burrows. Like I said, it was pretty much guaranteed that Burrows was taking number one uh chase chase young at number two was taken to the redskins and then the lions signed okuda i believe um and the dolphins also took tua at number five i think Uh, so you know Tua, you know he didn't get held out which people were predicting They, they snatched him up so obviously it's something they see in him there wasn't really a lot more to talk about the draft in my opinion um it went a bit too slow i didn't really get into it this year there wasn't there wasn't enough but i still enjoyed it it still took our minds off everything and still gave us a bit of time to sit down relax and have something to eat have a drink and just watch sports something to do with sports not sports exactly but something to do with sports but there is one thing from the draft I was shocked about and that is the Green Bay Packers taking Jordan Love in the first round trading up in the first round to take Jordan Love this team was in the NFC Championship last season and you're going to go take a new quarterback do you realise who you have as quarterback Aaron Rodgers, this guy knows it all. This guy is a veteran in the league. Won the Super Bowl. Yes, he's not the greatest of all time, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now and he will go in the Hall of Fame, okay? Why, in the first round, are you going to pick Jordan Love? If you don't want Aaron Rodgers... then pick Jordan Love. Otherwise, there is no reason, okay? This team should not have drafted up to get Jordan Love. They need to build around Aaron Rodgers easily. If they had a better offense and defense, that team could be Super Bowl contenders. That's all you needed to sign were people who would help your team get to the next stage, get to the Super Bowl and win it. That's all you needed to do. Ridiculous move, in my opinion. Why sign a quarterback when your needs aren't at quarterback? You have Aaron Rodgers. You don't need a new quarterback. What you need is more offensive weapons around Aaron Rodgers. Wide receivers, running back, O-line. And you need some defensive players, but you need to build that team around what you have. You have an NFC Championship team. Make them win that NFC Championship. Make them go to the Super Bowl and win that. Build around. Is this the end for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? I mean, think about it. He has to feel disrespected. There's no way Aaron Rodgers can't feel disrespected by this move. In my opinion, he is. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it happens to Brett Favre. So technically, like they. They're in the same position. He has to be annoyed by this move. Now, it's not Jordan Love's fault. Okay, you can't, he can't be mad at him. Is it time for Aaron Rodgers to depart with the Green Bay Packers? Does he play this one more season and then go? Obviously, you've got to factor in the, the contract. But for me, personally, I think he should. I think he needs to find a team that will appreciate him. And I know it's difficult. and know he said he wanted to ride the his career out with the Packers and I respect that 100%. But it doesn't seem like the Packers organisation wants to ride out with Aaron Rodgers. It seems like they want to sign Jordan Love and they've already got his replacement waiting. They traded up to get Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Aaron only needed people around him, new people around him, people would help him succeed, and he would have went to a Super Bowl. He's been craving one so long. He needs people around him. Picking Jordan Love is for the future. Not this gonna help it's not gonna help you win right now. Unless you get rid of Aaron Rodgers. And then you've got to train this new quarterback up and get him suited. Stupid move. Aaron Rodgers, he should Leave the Packers. He should join a new team in free agency. It's simple. Okay? Leave that team. They don't want you. They've already got your replacement. Go join someone that you can help. Go join a place that you believe could be a Super Bowl contender. Go get your second ring and go cement your legacy at a different team. The Packers organisation and fans... Uh, sorry, the fans love you, okay? And you know, you ask any Packers fan who's their favorite player, and it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. The fans love you. Does the GM and does the rest of the organisation care as much as the fans do, okay? My opinion, no. Throw it out there, <laughs> he could go to the Patriots. I know loads of people don't want that to happen because that's another experienced quarterback. In a great system that Bill Belichick has created. Go somewhere else, Aaron. Go succeed your legacy. Go get that second ring. and Go be in a place where they want you. And where they will pay you money. Don't get me wrong, he's being paid good money. But you still need to secure the bag. So go get that second ring. Go get the money. And go be happy. And be in a place where people actually want you. That is all I have to say. It was such a stupid pick. And I do not understand why it was made. Now on to the final segment of the podcast. Um, this segment is about OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. For you who don't know, and I don't know how you wouldn't know his name if you watch the NFL. He is the one-handed catching, what do you want to call him? The one-handed catching wonder, I, I don't know you know him because of the catch, if you somehow don't know him. He played for the Giants, obviously, and then he just went and signed a contract with the Browns, played a season with the Browns, and now he's coming up to his second season with the Browns, okay? So, his first year as a Brown, not what anyone expected. The Browns, obviously, were being written up as the Super Bowl champions, the best team that is on the field right now. Obviously, that did not go to plan. The Browns failed the season. They went six and 10 and missed the playoffs. Baker Mayfield had one of his worst years. I say that because it's only two seasons he's played. So, only one of his, one of the worst years. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Baker Mayfield didn't have a great season. He arguably had a better season in his rookie year. Uh, So they missed the playoffs. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. His stats weren't great. Um, He had 74 catches, 1,035 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns make that stand out because for his standards, these stats for his standards aren't great. Um, he also had a few off field troubles um, with his uniform being one of them, Uh, he was getting fined for that I believe but new news coming out today is Odell Beckham said that he played quietly through the season with injuries and these injuries are he says in training camp that he got a sports hernia which is a tore in his ab and also he uh by the end of the season he had a torn abductor and a torn rectus. these two injuries do not help with running um you can i believe it was a torn abductor you can recover with about one to two weeks um but he played through it quietly which did not help him or his team he's had to come out of surgery um he, some big, he said he had big surgery and he's, he's just coming out of rehab. Um, but OBJ says he is going to have one of his best seasons. And quote him on this. He says he's going to come back bigger, stronger and faster. Um, now, as we know from watching OBJ play, he is an explosive player and he is a great wide receiver tower in your team. He's a bit of a diva. Everyone knows that. We've all seen the things on and off field. But he's a great wide receiver, okay? You can't knock him down. I'm interested to see after all of his uh training, rehab, how well he's going to play. Now, I was watching over some highlights of OBJ before I did the podcast. um, And most of his highlights were in the first couple games of the season. So it will not surprise me. If these things coming out were true uh, and they really did affect his play, because in the first couple of weeks he looked explosive, he was, mo- he was moving around quick, he was making the plays, he was doing the OBJ thing, and um, by towards the end of the season, you know, nothing was there for him, he, he wasn't making as many plays. Uh, but obviously, yeah, if, you, if you've got two injuries on your, uh, on your hips, around your legs, uh, it's not going to help you at all so uh obviously him with his drama you know he had he had the rumors that he would be traded to a different team in the offseason this offseason that was put to rest by the Cleveland Browns nothing has been said and it looks like he will stay on with the Browns um so let's put all of this behind him he says he's going to have a bigger He's going to be bigger. He's going to be stronger. and He's going to be faster. Okay. That is great. Okay. That's great for you. But what you've got to realise is you're not the one throwing the ball. You're the one catching the ball. Who's that quarterback? Baker Mayfield going into his third year. Can Baker Mayfield find OBJ? Baker Mayfield had a struggle last season. Compare his seasons as a rookie to his second year. In his first year, he had 3,725 yards. In 2019, he only had 3,827, bearing in mind the target he had in OBJ. In 2018, he had 27 touchdowns. As a rookie, impressive. 2019, 22. Interceptions in 2018, 14, reasonable, not the best, but he is a rookie, mistakes will happen, interceptions in 2019, 21, ah, oh, went up a little bit, let's compare the ratings, he had a 93.7 rating in 2018, Ike again, as again, like again, Ugh. as a rookie, great. So, let's go to 2019. What was his rating? 78.8. Now, with two seasons, you can't really put tag on him. Is he good? Is he bad? I mean, with two similar seasons in ways, um, especially his rookie season being so good, um, that's a bit, for me, that definitely makes me a bit uncertain of how good he is because you look at his rookie season and you can tell, like, He's not bad, but then obviously look at 2019, and you know, his touchdowns, his interceptions went down, his yards went up, but they should be they they should have been higher, in my opinion. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, from what I've seen of him, he's a determined character. This guy seems like he's a good leader. He's he's determined and he wants to be the best he can be. Uh, he also seems like he's always got a little bit of chip on his shoulder, a little bit cocky, a little bit arrogant. Like he, he acts that way, but he also wants to back it up. Um, so we definitely have to see how he does. Uh, the GM, uh, Andrew Berry, said that he's confident in Baker Mayfield. He had an interview recently. He said he was confident in Baker Mayfield. Uh, he addressed what happened last season, and you know he's not putting it past, he knows last season wasn't great, uh, but he says, and quote this one as well, expect him to have a fantastic year, that's from the GM, and also the head coach, in as well, and he, he agrees, he thinks that Baker will have a great year, like I said, him being determined, and him being a good leader, I will not put it past him, um, if OBJ comes back, and he is better, he is getting that space, he is, you know, being OBJ, he is. He, you know, he is being what he used to be. I believe they can do better. I would like to see the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs this year. The fans have been through so much, so much shit. You know, from the rest of the fans, especially last season. You know, they were they were hyping themselves up. They've been through so much shit in the seasons before, going zero and sixteen in the past, and having one sixteen seasons. They've been through it all. I would like to see the Cleveland Browns finally get into the playoffs this year. Will it happen? I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, I'm I'd say I'm 50 50. It could happen. It it might, you know, it might happen, it might not. But I can't say it will happen. I can't say it won't happen because I do think it just depends on them two guys offensively. It depends on them two guys, if they can link up. You know, can Baker Mayfield and OBJ connect next season? If so, and they're on the same page, then it would be a matchup to watch, you know, them two, you know, sling the ball, um, Baker singing it to OBJ, OBJ making fantastic catches like he usually does. Uh, it'll be exciting to see. I think if they can get that connection going, the defence steps up, obviously Miles Garrett being back. They can make the playoffs. But it's just the case of will they you know, will Will they be in rhythm with each other? Will Baker Mayfield be in rhythm with himself and his playing style? Will he go back to his rookie year? You know, will he get over tw- like twenty seven touchdowns? Will he drop his interception rating? Um it's gonna be interesting to see. And I definitely won't put it past them uh, to make the playoffs. They could make the playoffs, they could miss it. It all depends on them, in my opinion. And that's all I have to say on OBJ and Baker Mayfield. But I do hope the best for the Cleveland Browns and the organisation and the fans. Like I said, they have been through it all. I hope they have a great year. And hopefully they can open up that that little... Mini Fridge, they get, you know, whenever it wins, everyone, like, takes a Bud Light out. I hope there are a few more, you know, Ws. Hope hope yeah, a few more Cleveland Brown fans can get drunk uh, after, uh, after a win and they can enjoy themselves and they can break open that padlock and they can drink because that's all they've been waiting for last season. They thought they had it last season and no, they didn't. Only six times. Hopefully this season a few more. Hopefully. Okay, so that is a wrap on episode three of Across the Pond. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I promised in my last podcast that I will make a social media for people to follow, keep up with the podcast. Uh, And I have. I'm only on Instagram at the moment. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at across the underscore pond. That's across the underscore pond. Pond don't forget that underscore someone took my username I'm mad so it is across the underscore pond you can follow me on there i will be posting about the podcast uh probably some questions i'll put some polls up every once in a while and also sports news uh so if you want to get your fix on your sports news and the one the podcast is going to be out give me a follow and if you don't want any of that just follow me anyway um give me a bit of support you know help me build up my account so yeah give me a follow at across the underscore pond on instagram now i said at the start of the podcast i couldn't play this for copyright reasons um but i have found a way to do it through spotify i can't play a short clip but let me just put this out there for your earbuds, here comes the money. Just give it a listen and enjoy the rest of the week.